You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey everybody, tonight we're debating immigration and we are starting right now with Brittany's opening statement. Thanks so much for being with us, Brittany. The floor is all yours. All right. Well, hello and thank you for having me back, James. It's going to be fun. Um, And thanks for doing this, Dario. All right. So I wrote something uh, pretty brief, but I will read it. So I said, um, so I've discussed this topic quite a bit over the past few months and I've yet to hear a good argument on why we need to bring in more people or why diversity is somehow a good thing for us, other than food and music, of course. Basically, my stance is that this multiracial experiment has not worked. There is just too much infighting. We can't get anything done. And I worry that with the history we are teaching our kids and the anger that is rising against white people, we are headed towards some sort of racial revenge. And that's just not something I would like to chance. I also don't think it makes you a white supremacist to look out for your own self-interest. Nearly every single other racial group seems to be allowed to do that except white people. But when whites do it, they lose their jobs, get purged off the internet, are ostracized for even discussing this. So how are you able to even fight against a possible white uh, racial revenge when you can't even have a discussion about those concerns? I'm not someone who is looking for an ethnostate or anything extreme. It's just not realistic, and I do understand that. But my goal is to keep America a white-majority nation. So I just want to slow down the rate at which white people become a minority, wake people up to the fact that pushing this anti-white propaganda will eventually backfire, and try to come up with some realistic solutions on how we can coexist with the people we currently have living here, We have enough problems here in America. The last thing we need to bring in is other people's problems as well. So I imagine my opponent will try to study bro me. And I'm going to stop you right there. If you have any studies you want me to read, send them to me after the debate and we can always follow up and I can do the same. I'm not going to sit here and um, during a live debate and try to read studies. It's not good content for any of us. But I am open to reading any of the things you do have to offer and and discussing those at a later date. Other than that, let's discuss. (laughs) Thank you very much for that opening statement, Brittany. And I want to let you know, folks, if it's your first time here at Modern Day Debate, we are a neutral platform hosting debates on science, religion, and politics. We hope you feel welcome no matter what walk of life you are from. With that, Dario, thanks for being with us. The floor is all yours for your opening as well. Thank you so much, James. You know, you should have let me start, Britt, because I think it could have saved you some time. Because actually, I haven't brought any single study to this. I I didn't even look anything up. uh, And I'm not prepared to do any studies uh, at you at all. Um, I just want to preface this by saying that, like, my objective for this debate uh, isn't to present the best possible argument pro-immigration with, like, studies and facts and stuff. Because I think many people have already done that. And obviously, that's not convincing. 
what I want to do is I want to sort of try and hear your feelings. Like, how do you feel about each thing? And I want to try and address that uh, the best that I can. And I'm not going to try and make you like in super open borders, like we should bring in every single person in the world into the US. Um, I don't think that's probably where you're going to go. Um, but I do want to try to make you at least a bit more receptive to like pro-immigration arguments um, by hopefully addressing some of your concerns. So just for clarity, uh, my stance is that I think immigration in general uh, is amazing for the world and for all countries and especially the United States. And it helps them grow economically and it makes everybody happier. The people living there already, the immigrants, it's just a good deal for everybody. Um, and I think just like morally, from a moral perspective, I think you should be able to live and prosper in the areas that best suit you um, as much as possible. And yeah, that's it. You got it. Thank hey. you very much for that opening as well, Dario. Well, I'll let you know, folks, we have many more juicy debates coming up. So if you haven't yet, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of them. And want to let you know our guests are linked in the description as well as... If you happen to have a question, feel free to fire it into the old live chat, tagging me with at Modern Day Debate, and we'll read those questions during the Q&A at the end. Thanks so much, Brittany and Dario. The floor is all yours. Yeah, so who exactly is uh, Open Borders good for, by the way? Uh, everybody, I would argue. But I, like, I'm not here to argue for Open Borders. I mean, if you want to, we can get to that. Like, What I really wanted to hear is specifically, because in your opening statement, you did bring up like, a ton of points. I think I think I have like five or six points uh, written down with like some broad concerns. Um, maybe we can go step by step for those, or we can get more into detail uh, with like any one of them. Um, so specifically, like, what's I guess what's your main concern about immigration? Like, what do you think would happen with like more immigrants in the country? Well, my main concern is based, I mean, I use, I don't know if you know much about me, um, but I used to be for open borders. Uh, I didn't have a problem problem with it at all. Um, I was very left wing. So I've been down that road. Left wing host, my, yeah. What? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> <Swear> to God. <laughs> um, yes, the left wing host. So, um, yeah, I... I think my main concern is basically I don't want to see white people become a minority in America. and with the kind of immigration we have and can we wait can i can i cut you off can we just discuss that so why why don't you want to see white people become like a minority what's what's the issue there the issue is i don't want to see any kind of racial revenge why do you think that there's going to be a racial revenge i guess because um pretty much you can point to like any of the other times in history where that has happened um there was like point to South Africa, which uh, <laughs> there's definitely a racial revenge right now. And it's not okay. that it's not that oh, I know they they white people were never the majority, but um, black people had a racial grievance against white people and they are taking it out now. And things that are happening to the white South, South African farmers is it's pretty scary stuff. Um, and I think that like when you start to lose any kind of like control or power or any of that, uh, these are chances I'm not really willing to take, or sure. I don't think we should have to take. I mean, they're not, I don't think that the benefits of bringing in immigrants um, outweigh what could happen as a result of that. Sure. So um, 
so I'm not like I'm not an expert on South Africa and like I'm not trying to discuss like South Africa in general. I'm talking about the United States. And I think in the United States, I think it has a very low chance, like like I would say pretty much zero of becoming anywhere near South Africa, like for a number of reasons, most of them like economic reasons as well. Like there's just much more prosperous nations, like everybody thrives more in the United States compared to South Africa, most likely, right? So I I think that a lot of your concerns can simply be solved by saying America is not the (laughs) South Africa, right? And like, I I don't, like, I just, I, I guess I don't see why minorities as a whole like would come together and be like, now we're 55%, like every single non-white person, whatever you would consider would come together and say, now we're going to shit on literally every single white person for being white. Right. I just, I don't see that happening. Like, why would you, why do you think that would like everybody would come together? It's already happening though. I mean, the only racial group that you can, um, target and get away with it and it's mainstream is white people it's acceptable people a lot of the sentiment is okay well you have it coming type of thing uh so to act like that when we are still the majority um and act like when we begin to um lose that that it's just not gonna happen is uh i don't know it's it just seems a little bit of um fairy tale okay sure um so we might agree or disagree in terms of like how much you can target white people i will say um, I think it is more acceptable, like especially in progressive spaces, like very leftist spaces. Sometimes that people shit on white people, like they will say, "Oh, I hate all white women," right? And then right. they will make an argument that could basically be applied to like any women, right? And the, yeah. the only way that it's acceptable is because they put white in front of it, right? So I understand that argument for sure. Right. But I don't think, like, if you look at, like, the average person, like, living in the U.S., like, their experience, I don't think the average white person has, like, an experience of being attacked in, like, just, like, normal, like, day-to-day life. Like, maybe online and, like, super brave space. And I understand you inhabit those spaces, right? But I don't think that's representative of, like, the experience of the average white person. Well, I don't know if that's necessarily true. And, yeah, maybe it's not to the extreme that I'm... uh saying that it could probably get to i have seen and i should have showed you this um video i actually have this in my twitch chat if you do um like explanation point little timmy it's a you'll get a link to a video with a compilation of all the uh a lot of like some really scary stuff of anti-white stuff well generally i'm not well generally i'm not one for clicking on links about somebody called little timmy that sounds hey, weird uh, you talk about little timmy like that <laughs> didn't you have like i when because i watched some of your debate with jf and then because you had like two debates on immigration and with somebody else and most of the jf debate i feel like didn't really get into immigration it was more like you're not a libertarian no you're not a libertarian <laughs> so i didn't really get to hear a lot of your actual, he wasn't um, but there was a a name that you used on when you were kind of pushing some of your arguments what was the name and I've heard you used it twice too, because I saw it in the other debate too. Honestly, I don't remember. It was like oh you probably, if you watched it, you probably know it better than me because it was like more than two name. years I ago. There was a name. I said it was going to be like Little Timmy versus <laughs> something, whatever name you use. But um, yeah, no, I think that if you look at some of the things that are already happening, and again, we're still the majority, to act like when we begin to lose power, and if people are so adamant on you know just not being very sympathetic towards white people it's not a crazy like it's not a crazy fear to have that this is going to happen and especially the the two times in history that something like this has happened um kind of point to okay this is not this is kind of the road we're going towards okay but 
But do you, you do understand that like even if white people become a minority, right? Let's say white people become like 45%, like that doesn't mean that there's gonna be one other group which is the majority, right? No, like yeah, that's I mean, that's not right. gonna happen in the US, no, right? Yeah. Right? But, Why, oh, so so why do you think like every single other group is gonna come together in unison and be like fuck white people? Because that's not happening right now, right? Like, I mean, people have diversity of thought across like all kinds of races and like like nothing is like inherent, like like there are black conservatives, there are Hispanic conservatives, like 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 every single kind of person can be a conservative or a Republican, right? There are gay conservatives, like all these kinds of people, right? So so like why would they suddenly come together and be like, no, actually, yeah, fuck white people? Like I don't know. I think that the propaganda is so extreme that even white people hate white people at this point. There's that white guilt that you see. And I used to have the white well, guilt. Mm-hmm. Well, but if that is the case then your issue would also be with white people. Right? Yeah, like, because I don't think that they're recognizing what's happening. I Like, I didn't recognize what was happening at all. Um, and that's why I'm more so here to try to kind of wake white people up, because if there is some kind of racial revenge, uh, they're not going to know who the good white person or the bad white person is. They're going to see somebody who is white, and they're going to take out their anger on that person. So when white people are pushing this, thinking that they are going to get pats on the head about how good of a white person you are, um, I don't think that they recognize that if this is to happen and we're bringing in all these different groups of people and we're having them, we're teaching them basically how bad whitey is, um, what exactly are you expecting to happen? Like if that's the, that's the only type of group that you're teaching has done so many horrible things and bringing in these people that um, have been victimized by it. it, You're just asking for that. So, so I'm curious, do you think that in general, um, in general, people just want to attack and hate other people from like different races, or do you think that there needs to be some conditions which spur that on? Wait, say, ask that again. Sure. Do you think that inherently, like people of like, I guess non-white people, like, do you think inherently that they just want to attack white people, or do you think that there needs to be some stuff which spur that on? Like, there needs to be some conditions. Well, I do think it's happening. I think again, like it might be, it might not seem. Well, like no, I'm extreme... not. I'm not asking if it's happening, okay. right? I, I, I'm, I'm asking you. you? Do you think it? Do you think it's like an inherent thing, like, like just races of people can coexist, or do you think that there needs to be some ignition there that, that triggers like animosity? I think, I think, uh, bringing in a lot of different groups and trying to ex- and expecting them to be able to coexist. Um, hasn't really worked out in general i think that you're asking well, a how lot can you say so right so like well, the united states of, you, well can i so the yeah, united sure. states in general uh, i would say is probably one of the most diverse countries in yeah. the world right but it's also the richest the most prosperous country right it constantly breaks records in terms of like innovation like like all kinds of fantastic things mm-hmm. happen in a country that is the most diverse, right? So like give like if your argument were to hold water, we would mm-hmm. say, well, the countries who would be doing the most amazing things in the world would be like maybe like Denmark, where, where I'm from, right? Like, but that doesn't happen, right? Like we don't make like the biggest innovations. Like we just have like general like um like economic like um like sharing, sharing like the wealth between like all of the population, but it's not like the big innovations or like the most fantastic things are coming out of Denmark. Like they're coming out of the United States. 
Yeah, okay. But, I mean, you could say that, I guess. But the happiest countries in the world uh, tend to be more homogenous countries and tend to be well, but do you but do but do you think it's because of the because they're white that they're happier or do you think it's because of the mm. economics that they're happier yeah. no i agree i think that there's a lot of economic issues that we are not able to address because we have so much of the infighting that goes on here uh, most of the countries that are homogenous um, or if they have any kind of diversity a lot of their uh, social safety nets were put in place before a lot of that um, the diverse population started to come. So it's really hard for us to be able to get, you know, health care or things like that when a lot of people are OK uh, sacrificing some of the economic gains that they could get to try to protect, um, you know, not becoming a minority. But that doesn't okay. But I'm not I'm not following, right? So okay. so to my so to my knowledge, right? A lot of the people who are pushing these policies, which would make the United States more like Denmark, mm -hmm. are the Democratic Party, which is like sure. the party of like diverse, like most diverse mm -hmm. population, right? So like these people are trying to make the United States more happy by implementing the economic policies of Denmark and the people who are opposing that, who are saying, no, I want to actually keep my money, fuck all you guys, are the Republicans, right? Which are the most white party. Mm -hmm. So it seems like the white people are sabotaging America. Like if you, um, you want to make that argument that you, you, you tried to make, right? Well, no, because I think that you're thinking of a different type of Republican that is doing that. I think you're well, I'm saying about in general. No, I well, understand that there are people within the Republican Party mm -hmm. who don't share, like obviously, right? Like right. All, all the parties are very diverse. I'm saying as, as a whole, right? Like conservative Republicans are those who are against policies like Denmark, where I'm right. from. Well, but what I'm saying is there's a lot of Republicans that are actually for a lot of these economic um, gains. Like they would support uh, Democrats on health care. They would support Democrats on social safety nets. They actually um, push those themselves. Um, but way less. Huh? Right. But but way less than Democrats. Like if you uh, look well, at just health care, like like Biden, Biden is trying to push health care mm -hmm. through like like infrastructure, like obviously like these are opposed by like 80, 90 percent of Republicans. Right. I understand that there might be like 10 percent, 15 percent of Republicans who would support these. Mm -hmm. But it's like it's a drop in the water. I I think that the issue is that for the one, the Republicans, I didn't even know these kind of uh, Republicans existed until I started doing our show. So this was news to me that there are a lot of Republicans. I always figured that basically um, the most like right was you're going to have uh, like libertarians, which apparently you are. I don't know. But <laughs> that they were, you know, socially um, liberal and fiscally conservative. But there is a huge swath of conservatives that are socially conservative and fiscally liberal. And they can probably, and I think a lot of them were Trump supporters. And that's why I think um, he was also very. Hmm? Yeah. I, and I, right. So I have, I have many conservative friends and like Republican friends or whatever I speak to. Right? And like, we might align on like a lot of economic policies and even some social policies. Like, I don't think the, the difference, like there are some key issues which divide the parties, but I definitely think that there's more overlap than people think. Right? So I'm not trying to shit on all Republicans. I'm just saying the, the way that it works, right? The, the coalition, which is the Republican Party, are pushing these policies, which you seem to think are making America a less happy, a less prosperous place, right? And like those are the majority white voters who are pushing those while the immigrants are trying to create the America that you want. 
And I'm saying that, like, if we didn't have all these other groups that were here, we would be able to get those things achieved because that wouldn't be their concern. And some but, people, I mean, is there any is there any issue that you would? But be but it doesn't. No, I, I just. Okay. All right. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I just want to say I, I was like when you said that I was frustrated and I wanted to get okay. this out right because it it sure. feels like when you say that you're ignoring like or you're you're basically saying that you think that the average Republican voter doesn't want more economic redistribution because black people or like immigrants or like non-white people are going to get it, but I don't think they're that racist. Right. Like you're you're basically saying they are more racist than, than I'm saying. Right. And I think that's that's a bit funny. Right. So so I what I think is more more something like the average Republican voter makes more money and wants mm -hmm. to pay less taxes because of that. Not just because it's going to go to like black people or brown people, but they just want to pay less taxes in general right they trust the government less like all these things i don't think it's because it's going to go to like these people they don't they don't want the money to go to like might be some people that feel that way but i don't think that's like the average republican yeah and I, I think you keep talking about a different kind of republican than i'm talking about like i know the kind of republicans you're talking about you're talking about like the um you know the big capitalists like mitch mcconnell's and like uh maybe the Mitt romney types where they are you know economic gains first and uh what I'm telling you is that there's a huge swath that doesn't care. They're not, uh, you know, they are struggling financially and they are, they want a lot of these social safety nets. But again, they put the social issues ahead and of the economic issues. Yeah, there's a lot of issues that, I mean, people are just, there's a lot of change that's happening really fast. And it's like freaking a lot of people out. Like our country is very, I mean, you, go to the south and you go to like new york or california it's just a huge difference so when you push some of these social issues that are going to be kind of um pretty progressive no, I'm, pretty, pretty, I'm with you i'm, I'm, I'm saying machine, i'm you, with you if you're pushing some of these issues that are going to be really progressive for some uh, for places like california and new york and then you're expecting places like alabama or tennessee or whatever to try to ca catch up with that it's going to be such a culture shock that not a lot of people can handle that much change that fast and so if you have more of a slower progression like especially in this type of country um and that by the time that you get to those changes, people are kind of already used to it. I mean, we just people just started getting used to uh, gays being able to get married. And all of a sudden we are just ramming trans issues down people's throats and it's freaking people out. Okay, uh, we, we, we don't need to. Out. They're not they're not like wrong about that. Sure. Sure. What? OK, so. The issue is, right, I, I understand what you're saying and I agree with you, right? And I'm trying to bridge the gap. The thing that I'm telling you is that your issue isn't with non-white people. It isn't with immigrants. It's with people who disagree with you on policy. And like these people exist regardless of race, regardless of, of like uh, skin color or whatever, right? Like, uh, like these people exist. And most of the people who I think agree with you economically are non-white in America, right? That's my issue, right? Like I understand what you're saying. And, and I understand that there are white people, there are Republicans who also agree with you, but I think most people who agree with the things you're pushing are 
democratic voters, like the average democratic voter who is like, who, I don't know if the average democratic voter is non-white, like depends on, I guess, depends on if you consider Hispanic people white or whatever, but that's what I'm saying, right? Like, and it's the culture, but there are many different cultures for immigrants to have, right? It's, it's not like, yeah. Well, okay. Can I just um, run a few little things um, about you? So, um, just like one know. thing at a time, though. Like, I don't want a list of like ten things. Oh, okay. Well, it's just it's like, like an all tie down, tie in together. Okay. So basically, um, so in 1965, about 80 percent of the immigrants that came into America were white. Um, today, I believe it's around. Uh, 18% of the immigrants that are coming here um, that are white. So, and then... Um, can I can I stop you there? Oh, okay. <laughs> sure. sure. I, I just want to point out that at the start of the debate, you said that I was going to debate bro you by bringing up like studies and stats and figures, right? And, and now you're trying to do that to me, um, right? I'm just trying to have a conversation. Well, like, gonna, okay, yeah, you don't no, need no, to bring fair, up like what happened in like 1960 or like, right. like no, I don't care. Right? I'm just... I mean, we don't have to like go like too much into all that, but I'm, what I'm just saying is the number of uh, immigrants that have been coming in here, uh, at, we're getting to a point where immigrants, um, and most of them come from south of the border, that tends to be where um, a huge swath of our immigrants come from, uh, sure. they are going to end up taking over where um, like native-born Americans are going to be, it, we're not even going to be America at that point. Do you uh, consider that, Hispanic people white? Um, see, for me, when I think of white, like, and I, okay, so I like Mexicans. Hmm? Do you consider no, Mexicans white? No, but I Why? think of a white. I think of white in a different way than um, some other people might. I think of it as a more of a visual thing. So uh, I guess like white passing would be what I consider white because if my concerns are some sort of racial revenge, it's not about you know who exactly is going to be um, you know twenty three and me type white. It is. Who looks white? Who doesn't? <laughs> like, sure, but don't, you, but don't you? Do you think Destiny looks white? You're, yeah. you're familiar with Destiny, right? Yeah, and I know he's like, like he's got like Cuban or something in him. Yeah, he's Cuban. Sure, like half Cuban. Okay, but so, well, so, so, no. okay, so, do do you think the average like Hispanic person is like white passing, or do you think no? No. Do you think that uh, most of the people coming from south of the border um, look like Destiny? <laughs> Um, yeah, like, or, well, I don't know. I don't know when you say south of the border, like what that means, right? But like, I, th I think I would say most Hispanic people are probably white. Like I would consider them, yeah. Well, um, yeah, then we definitely disagree there because I don't think that. Okay. <laughs> I think that um, also. So who, did, so who did, so who so, so how do you figure out who's white passing or not? It's just like your personal <laughs> interpretation. Or, <laughs> yeah. Are we, are we just doing yeah. a card every time? <laughs> Let's go with that. Um, so is it just skin color or is it also like. Yeah. In my, in, for, for me, it is. Okay. I, that wouldn't be the case for, um, you know, some of the people that maybe come on our show or are arguing. I'm curious, do you point. think do you think you're white? Dario, just to there is like a lot of interrupting. So just to be sure that both sides are letting people finish their sentence. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Dario. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I'm just having fun. Listen, I'm just I'm having fun. No, I just um, I, I wanted to know, do you think you're white? Like do you consider yourself white? I think that if there was some kind of racial revenge, yes, I would be considered white. Really? Okay. Well, well I, yeah, so, blonde hair, blue eyed. Yeah, I would think that would be white. Okay. Mm -hmm. So actually, looking at you, like for the first time, I actually thought you were Hispanic. 
I'm definitely yeah. not Hispanic. <laughs> okay. Do you know where your ancestry is from? Yeah, uh, mostly like England and America. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Hispanic, Jesus. <laughs> I feel like yeah. you're lying a little bit, but okay. <laughs> wait, wait, did you consider that an insult? I'm sorry. I just. <laughs> I will, yeah, I don't think that I've never gotten somebody saying I look Hispanic. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. So, one of my questions also is do you think that, um, when it comes to crime and um, a lot of us have, do you think that, you know, economic issues, uh, like most of the communities and the people that are struggling economically tend to be coming from, you know, tend to, uh, most of the crime, uh, it tends to be from like a lot of the communities that are going to be struggling economically, right? Um. So, so maybe, yeah, probably, yeah, but I don't think it's because, like, so I don't think poverty is like an indicator of crime, but rather I think it's relative poverty. Um, mm. So, so like, if you're if you're super poor, uh, mm. living in a neighborhood, but like super rich people, like, or you watch them every single day, I think that sort of is a driver of crime. And I think generally, countries that sort of address income inequality the best are right. seeing Hold on. the One biggest second. drops. I gotta close this door because I'll be right back. Okay. Perfect opportunity to remind you folks, our guests are linked in the description, so if you'd like to hear more, you can hear more from both Brittany and Dario, and that includes at the podcast, as all of our debates are uploaded to the podcast within about 24 hours, and we put our guests there in the description box as well. So sorry about that. Of course. Okay. So say that again. Yeah, sure. So I don't think poverty is like a like the best indicator of crime. It is like really? it is a indicator, um, but I do think it's it's relative poverty is probably a better one. Um, so I think generally, if there's like an area where very poor people live together with like extremely rich people, I think that's a bigger driver of crime. I think the best way to address that is through redistributional policies, like economically, and I think that's born out if you look at like countries who have like pretty good grasp on crime. Can, can you um, maybe point me to the kind of communities you might be talking about where the poor are living with the rich and that's the- sure, probably like big cities, probably Okay. generally uh, I, I would, I, I, I would, I would, I think so at least. I mean, but they still tend to be kind of uh, segregated in that sense. Like there'll be big cities, but yeah, there'll be communities where those, okay, those city, that area is poor and that it's yeah, but if you walk pretty like 10, confined yeah. into that poor area. Well, sure. Well, generally poor people tend to commit crime, right? Because they right. have the most opportunity to, right? But but the reason right. why they're committing crime, like, like if, if there's like a community where literally only like poor people live in like the entire city, like there's not going to be that much crime there because like, who are they going to steal from? Like, like who are they going <laughs> to compare it to? Like, oh, like all these things, right? So, so like generally, I mean, you that just... That... Sorry, Claire, go ahead. No, I, I mean, I, that just seems to be like everything I've read on crime. So you, you think that like poor communities just confined into their poor communities, there's no crime there? I mean, I think that's where all the crime is. They're not going into the rich community. I mean, like it's not doesn't be that's not really usually the case. It tends to be in these poor communities where the crime is. Sure. So so it might be so it might just be a difference between like what we consider a community Right. Okay. So, so you seem to nod along when I mentioned like income inequality and stuff like this. Right. So, so I'm not saying, 
I'm not saying that the poor people are going to run up to the richest neighborhoods always to commit crime, but it's rather if you're in an area um, where you are constantly bombarded with like what it's what it's like to have something and you don't have anything, right? That's going to increase your propensity to commit crime rather than just like being around people who are also very poor all the time, right? So if you don't, if you don't know what it's like to have more stuff, you're probably not going to commit as much crime, right? But, it, but I'm not saying that there is no crime in poor communities, right? That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, what is the best indicator? Crime is very complicated. I don't know. I, I don't think that's true at all, to be honest. I sure. think that the crime tends to be, and I think it's pretty well known and documented that most of the crime tends to be in poorer communities. Um, maybe when you're talking about, oh, well, they don't know unless they see um, other people, what other people have, that tends to be, I mean, Sure. So there's a you have like gangs and they're flaunting their their stuff, um, and they're saying the have and have nots, and that's the only way that they know to get out type of thing. But not talking about going from like these poor communities, and they're pointing to some of the rich communities that are neighboring them. Um, it tends to be confined into the poor communities. Sure. So so there's a difference between what we're arguing right now, right? So okay. I'm I'm telling I'm telling you why does crime happen? Because you asked me like why does crime happen? And I answered you, right? But you're telling me where does crime happen, right? You're saying crime happens in poorer income communities, right? And I agree with that. I don't disagree with that. I'm just I'm just explaining why I think crimes happen, right? And it's a very, it's a very complicated thing that has many factors. But I I just yeah. Mm, no, I mean I don't know. Maybe I'm just not understanding exactly what you're saying very well. Um, so do you think there's a difference between why something happens and where something happens, right? So we can say, um, yeah, what's a good analogy? Okay, so if you okay, if you understand, like I don't have to do an analogy, right? So 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 if I'm sure, <laughs> so if I'm telling you, like like how do we address the root cause of crime, mm-hmm. right? I'm, like what do you think I'm not, it is. Well, I'm I'm trying to explain, right? I I think. Uh, much of the root cause of like there are obviously many different types of crimes, right? There's like crimes of passion, crimes of economic, like like tax fraud, like all of these different things are going to be addressed in different ways, right? But I think generally, if we reduce uh, poverty, we're going to see reduction in crime. I think that's okay. And exactly, um, again, like, how are we supposed to do that? Because, I mean, this goes back to the arguments we were just saying before that, um, you know, a lot of people, they would like to be able to address uh, the economic concerns, but they are unable to do that because they are concerned about the direction that the country is heading. And a lot of the countries that do have all these social safety nets tend to be more homogenous. So what exactly, how do we ever address the economic concerns that people have in a lot of these issues if we can't get past that step. Sure. So depends on what you mean by homogeneity, right? So, so I assume when you say homogenous, you mean homogeneous in terms of like skin color. Sure. Okay. But the issue isn't what I'm trying to explain is the issue isn't with the skin color. It's the homogeneity of thought, right? It's the diversity of thought, right? You're, you're concerned with people who feel a different way about economic policy, but it, it isn't necessarily about skin color because people of all kinds of skin colors agree with you. Right. And I'm trying to tell you that right. mostly in the U S the people who agree with you 
do have non-white skin colors, right? You can say that's because of the white people are being brainwashed or whatever to hate themselves. That's fine. I'm just, I'm just trying to state the reality. And the reality is in these countries where you think they're very homogenous, like I'm from one of those, like I'm very engaged in Danish politics as well, right? I can tell you that there are many types of white people in Denmark who feel very differently about these issues as well, right? It like every single country has different politics. It just so happens to be that the Danish politics are moved further along the redistributive line, but there are people who are trying to push it in either direction. And both of those sides are white, right? There are white people who are trying to push it less redistributive, right? They want to keep more of their taxes. And there are white people who want to pay more of their taxes, right? Like, like it isn't like a it isn't a, a skin color thing. It's just how politics works. I still feel like we're maybe talking past each other a bit. Um, I feel like you're you're going really out of your way to not admit that, you know, crime tends to be a huge factor in, you know, some of these economically struggling communities. It, well, it, like, you didn't <laughs> ask me that. Well, that I mean, that I did, I feel like. Oh, well, if you have a question, <laughs> you're welcome to ask me, I guess. <laughs> I feel like, I mean, am I losing my mind? I feel like I did ask that. <laughs> I feel like I asked that a few times. Well, you asked me why does crime happen? I, I told you. Uh, well, no I, no, I was asking if you think that crime tends to happen in more of these economically um, struggling communities. Yeah. And then you were the one who was going into um, this whole different tangent thing. Okay. Well, what do you want to talk about, Bridge? Okay, so where where I'm trying to go with this, and I feel like we jumped all over the place to get there, is uh, so if we are went from crime to trans people to (laughs) let's go at all. Um, No, if we most of the people that are coming here are coming here, they tend to be from a lot of these countries, like South America. they tend to be countries that are struggling economically. They tend to be some of these poorer places that also are rid with crime and um, violence and stuff. And these are the people that we are bringing in. We are inviting some of the like worst types of people that you can just from that alone. And it's not like they're coming in with their, um, you know, I get, I get wanting to uh, bring in people that are maybe going to contribute to uh, a country and um, you know, a, bring in innovation, all that stuff. But that's not where a majority of our immigrants are coming from. They are okay. coming because they are they are struggling economically and they want to use our country to um, fix that. And if, Okay. Okay. Sure. Uh, so two points there, right? Okay. Point number one, uh, we don't want the worst of the people coming to right. our country or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I agree with you, right? I think most people agree with you, right? You don't want like serial killers, like just walking over the border and like nobody's like, these people, we don't let them in or whatever. I don't think anybody would disagree with you there. Yeah. Where I think you will face disagreement is in terms of like just average people coming over from poor countries, trying to make a Uh, like a better thing for them economically in the new country, right? And this seems to be just a net positive for both them and the country they're coming to. Like, like that's their libertarian perspective. That's the market perspective. Like, labor is a resource in a market economy, right? So if you're in favor of a market economy, you want a constant flow of labor in terms to grow the economy and make it better for everyone. 
Okay, but all right. So even if like I grant you the fact that, um, yeah, we're bringing in cheaper labor and that could help us in the short term with uh, well, long term as well. How so? Sure. So if you grow the labor pool of a country, mm-hmm. right? Like it's not it's not a coincidence that most of the richest countries in the world are also the biggest countries, right? It, it isn't like a, it isn't just random happenstance, right? Like Denmark is a very happy country, but it's not a very rich country because we only have like six million people living there. Right? It's less than New York City, right? So the the reason why they are very big and very economically prosperous is because they have policies which have people be able to work in the best ways that they can within the economy, right? It's about a lot of things, about education. It's about a labor force that's willing to work. It's about low unemployment, like all these things, right? But one of the main things is a constant supply of labor, which a country needs. Okay. Do you think that most of the people that are coming here tend to be low-skilled workers? I honestly don't know. Okay, well, they are. Um, so probably, probably, yeah. Do you think that automation is going to eventually start to um, take a lot of those jobs from uh, low-skilled labor? At some point, yes. I uh, Probably, but mm-hmm. I don't think we're even close to getting there. And I think for most of the period that we're going to be from now till like maybe like 100, 200 years in the future or whatever is going to be people who transition into all kinds of different jobs whenever like a type of job disappears, right? Because we've been afraid of automation for a lot of time. Like for I think at 10 years, 15 years, I've heard about like automatic cars and it's still garbage. Like if you look at fucking the videos of Elon Musk cars, like all like it's, it's, it's garbage. It's nowhere near to being close, right? So it's it's going to be like the first people who are going to lose their jobs are probably going to be truckers, right? And yeah. I mean, we know that they're very good at protesting now, so that's going to be oh. dangerous. <laughs> do you, okay? Do you think that perhaps if we um, oh, actually let me let me start with this? So in California, we are I, well, they're talking about actually banning any kind of um, gas. Uh, cars from being sold here, I think by like 2030 or something, um, which will now force a lot of the uh, dealerships to have to start to make more reasonably uh, costing uh, electric cars. Has this been passed in California? I'm not sure if it's been passed. I'm pretty sure it's like, I remember seeing something about it. I'm not sure if it's been 100% passed, but I wouldn't be surprised if it has. Um, But that is where, that is where California is heading. And with, you know, being like the biggest state and um, how much opportunities there are here, that is going to force all, all these auto um, dealerships to start to create these cars that are going to be electric um, because they're not going to, you know, screw over for like 40 million, uh, a pool of 40 million people. If we were to end up banning immigrants completely from coming in here, I think that that alone would actually speed up some of the automation that would be needed to supplement uh, the workers that we would lose. So I don't know if it would technically, I mean, again, I think we both agree so? that. Hmm? How so? How so what? How would banning immigration make automation come faster? Because I think that a lot of the people that are behind that are going to know that they have to actually um, 
you know, fix that. They're going to want to make money. That's what their thing is. And if they no longer can rely on that, they are absolutely going to speed along how fast automation is going to uh, supplement what the workers that they lost. But it's okay. But the issue, but the issue is that there's already a huge incentive to push for automation, right? Like that's why some of the biggest country, some of the biggest companies like Amazon is pushing for it, like Elon Musk is like Google, like all of these the biggest companies in the United States are already pushing for automation because they realize that as soon as they get like it doesn't matter to them if there is like a million more people within the country, right? If they're not gonna hire any of them, they can they can say, fuck it, right? Like, we don't give a fuck. We have all of our labor automated, right? So I think there's already plenty of incentives mm-hmm. in a market economy to sure. do this. Sure. Like, I don't see why I mean, that, that Yes, that is there as well. But I think knowing, it's kind of like with the, how, with the um, I don't know if I can say it on, on uh, YouTube, but, um, you know, with the the shot <laughs> like how when they needed that to be done they all the greatest minds like made sure to get that done as fast as they could because it they needed it they needed it then they needed it now to restart the economy something like that is absolutely going to happen if now all of a sudden they don't have the workforce yeah i'm sure that people are trying to make that happen regardless but it's not as a dire concern sure. as it would be if now you just cut off all of the cheaper well, labor so so the reason why that's not analogous and, and like just for the sake of argument, like like we can work with the argument, but the reason why that's not analogous is because vaccines have been developed for many, many years, like in many different ways. And you're constantly being better and better at creating vaccines while automation is something that has not been done so far in the way that you're describing it. Well, not in the way that you're describing it, right? Like not, not to completely replace manual labor. Right, because because like people are still using manual laborers, like people are still hiring, like these people. Yeah, and that's going to be the case in general. I mean, like you're still going to have to have um, humans on the job, but maybe a job that took a hundred people will now only require one pe- one person. So when that does happen, what happens to the other ninety nine? And if we're bringing in people from um, countries that don't need to be here, and that's mainly the kind of jobs that would need to be replaced, we are now bringing in a huge shipment of people that we'll now have to take care of as well when we're going to have so many Americans displaced by this. Okay, let's let's change the view a little bit here, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. So, so let's say that all of this happens. Right. Let's mm-hmm. say that America somehow figures out automation where okay. like we lose a hundred to one jobs, right? Everywhere, like in every single sector. Right. Let's say let's say this happens in the US. Do you think every other country is gonna follow suit or do you think it's just gonna be the US that figures this out? And like they're mm-hmm. not gonna share the technology, like nobody else is gonna figure it out? Well, I think like China's already been doing this. You see, um, in their restaurants, sure. they have like sure. robots that are just serving yeah. out. Um, I mean, this stuff is happening. Yeah. I mean, I think that they're probably going to beat us in this. Um, yeah. In this race. So, so, but, so, sure. So, so when this happens, right? This this future like automation thing happens that you're describing. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a worldwide thing that happens, right? It's not just going to be the US. It's going to be probably every single country in the world is going to be implementing this technology that has been figured out, right? right? right. So every single country is going to have 99 to, uh, like 99 people for like every 100 that's going to lose their job and not have anything to do. Sure. What do you think is going to happen with all these people? Um, 
I think it's well, like, I that's going to that, be like that's going to be like eighty percent of the world's population. Right. Yeah, it's a scary thing to think about. I think that um, each country is going to have to worry about their own citizens. And we don't have the kind of social safety nets that a lot of these other countries do have. And we need to kind of start to protect our own people when um, and prepare for this inevitable thing that is on its way. It's coming. Like whether people want to accept that or not, it's on its way. And we're not doing anything to prepare ourselves or people for um, for this. Like it's, it's scary. Okay. Okay. So my issue here is that you're proposing a future scenario sure. where the economy is going to stay the same, but we're just going to automate everything. Right? But I don't think that's going to happen. What I think is going to happen is when the entire world faces automation. Because I've, I've actually, this is like one of the topics that I love to talk about, but I never actually get the chance to, right? I love future stuff. I love sci-fi. Like I've read a lot of books about this as well. Um the way that people describe this, and it's 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 pretty simple if you think about it, actually, is that once you have a automated like robots, basically like workforce that's going to do all of these kinds of jobs, you're going to exponentially increase the economy, right? You're going to have so much wealth, you're you're going to be able to infinitely expand like all of these sectors. Like an Andrew Yang society, he was a little ahead exactly. of his time, but he exactly. he understands yeah. where we're heading. Yeah, sure. sure. But what I'm what I'm telling you is that in this future society, we're gonna have so much wealth that like we're gonna we're not gonna know what to do with it, right? We're gonna have infinite food for people, we're gonna have housing, we're gonna have all these things so that we don't actually have to sacrifice anything because we're not using humans to create things, like we're using robots, right? So so we're gonna have an infinite workforce and we're not gonna need to have 80% of the population just like digging ditches to actually get by, right? Like they can just have a UBI kind of thing, like as Yang is proposing, and we're not gonna lose anything like the the rich people are going to be able to be rich but the poor people now have all of their basic needs matter they don't have to lift a finger because the robots are doing it right it's the future so basically you're suggesting that people just will have to by force live on the absolute absolute bare minimum because they're going to well what are you suggesting no i'm saying we're not going to be in sure well hopefully the the world or well i would say or or you would say the country right or like each single country right like you're not gonna have these great swaths of people who are gonna be looking to immigrate to the united states right because they're gonna have their needs met within the country that they're currently at because of the technology that you're describing right like you're describing future technology which is going to revolutionize the world but you're looking at the world as it exists today with so, the world's problems you think that like um places like in africa they're going to have all these technological advances that uh, the rest of the world come on have they well, been able not? to keep up with um just the stuff that we have now when we talk about automation Right? when we talk about stuff like AI, right, like AI, like like uh, like programming, like coroutines running, like like scripts, like like these kinds of things running, where you don't need people to actually do like manual labor, like robots can do these things, right? Like why that's like an intelligence problem, like that's like trying to figure out like what the best way to structure these things. It's not necessarily a resource problem. Obviously, there's going to be like some like things that you need to produce. Like if you're going to have robots, you're going to need like the metal for the robots and stuff. It's mostly like 
like an like an IP, like an intelligence problem. So if you if you figure this out in the US, you can license it out to all these countries. You can bring up their labor force, like you can build it like just like we do today, right? Like economic imperialism, right? The US outsources stuff to like all these kinds of countries because it's beneficial for the US, it's beneficial for the country as well. Do you, I mean, are there any kind of self-driving cars in Africa and all these countries right now? No, but I mean, the, are they, no, but have I, they really picked up on this? But there isn't self-driving cars in the U.S. Yeah, there are. that work. But that well, I mean, work. Tesla is a self-driving car. Like well, it can't be completely take over as exactly. um, to take uh, drivers' uh, jobs. But I mean, if it's already happening right now, it's not far well, away. It's, but it's not right. That's what I'm telling you, right? It's not happening right now, right? Because the well, technology- they're, they're out there. They're out there. Well, um, and they have they have machines that will do brain surgery right now. I mean, there's a lot. Like there's a lot of so why so. Are- Okay, if there are machines that will do brain surgery, mm-hmm. why isn't every single brain surgery done by a machine? Can you tell me that? No, no they, because they still do need to have a human um, there, and that's why we're still at that at that phase. But if that is the case right now, what's it going to be like in 10, 20 years? That's what that's what I'm telling you, right? I okay. think when we figure out this problem, like the problem that you're describing, right? Because you mm-hmm. keep telling me it's right here. I'm telling you, no, it's not, right? Because I'm saying again, it's well, We're all, it's very close. Even if it is, even if it is, right? And I, I don't believe it is, right? I actually, mm-hmm. I, I have a, I don't know if you know, I have a master's degree in computer science, right? Like, mm-hmm. I know a thing or two about these things. And right? mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it's not that close. It might be, right? Like we, it might be like maybe 50, maybe like the, the earliest estimates are probably like maybe 50, 60 years from now. It's but, no, stop. Yes, 50, absolutely 60 true. Years. That's so the consensus. That's the consensus. I'll send you, I'll send you, a story, right. I promise you, I'll send you. Is That's no the consensus, right? But that doesn't matter, right? We can say it's in 10 years, right? Even if it's in 10 years, I think that revolution is going to bring with it unimaginable like economic, like prosperity for pretty much like the entire world. And you, we're not going to have a lot of these problems that you're describing, I think, with that. And that's mm-hmm. why somebody like Yang is pushing for a UBI because he thinks we're going to be able to afford a UBI by that point. Like We can even do like a, uh, like a $5,000 UBI, right, to every mm-hmm. single person. Like, and, and it's so not going to be a problem. Be worthless, but exactly. Well, kind of, yeah, kind of, yeah. Like because you're gonna have basically, like, if you have like an autonomous labor force of like AIs that are gonna basically do all the labor, then yeah, I mean, you're not gonna need humans to work really. You're gonna need some people, maybe like ten percent of the population, like like watching over or like doing some some whatever um, maintenance and stuff like that. But like, you're not gonna need all these things, and that's the future. Uh, I don't know. I think you're kind of in a little bit of a dreamland on that, but um, wait, I'm like, in a dreamland. Yeah, I do. I think that we we okay. are a lot closer to it than you are letting off. I think that it's not going to be the case in every single country, especially the ones that are struggling economically. Um, I think that this will happen in more of the um, prosperous economic uh, countries. Okay. So I just I think that as I feel like. I mean, I guess this is something like we can't really know for sure, but just from uh, the way the way things are and the way things are going, I don't I don't think um, that's accurate. For but uh. what would you need to change your mind on which part? On like any of this, like on because <laughs> because it's because it seems because because I'm coming to you right, and I'm not I'm not trying to bring stats and data and like all right. these things. I'm just trying to have a conversation, right? And I'm yeah. telling you. 
like as as a person who studied this like literally like like it's my field of study and i've done like a lot of reading and stuff like coming to you i'm telling you these things and you're like no nah, i don't believe you like we how can, can i change um, your if mind we, if you want we can do a follow-up and have a discussion on this actual specific automation if you want um we could talk about this and you can show me all the stuff that you have and see if that changes my mind or not okay if you change your mind know. on automation would that change your mind on immigration no. okay no well, because my we my my immigration. This is just one one um, factor of why okay. I don't think that we should be bringing in immigrants. But no, like of course not. Like, I still don't want to become a minority. <laughs> like, I'm just saying we're bringing in more bodies that we don't we, we're going to have to take care of when we don't need to. Why do you think other people are going to be so mean to you? <laughs> why do I think people are going to be mean to me? Yeah. Um, I'm thinking that people are just going to, I mean, I'm not talking about me personally, but I do worry about white people in general. I do worry about my child. I do worry about if he has kids, um, what kind of future it looks like for him and his kids. You don't think, you don't think you're going to be able to live in like a community of people who aren't like mean to your kid because he's, they're white? Do you, I mean, you should see, I, again, I, I hate to keep going back to South Africa, but they are literally being driven out of the In the United States. Like in yeah, the United this States. Is, this is comparable because it's, it, you know, there's... Well, do they have the... Well, but they don't have the economic, like, stuff from the United States. They don't have the constitution from the United States. Like, they don't have all of these things yeah, when, in South Africa. When right? black like, it's over, a, though. <laughs> like, yeah, but do you think black people are going to take over the U.S.? That's not going to be the case, right? We. No, but we agreed, I, right? It's not going to be black people. It's going to be well, no, no, yeah, no, I don't think that. Yeah, no, I agree. It's not going to be um, blacks that are going to be the ones. So even if it was like black people who were going to rise up and somehow like do revenge on white people, like black people are still going to be like what, maybe fifteen percent of the population, twenty percent. Like that's not going to be enough to like take over the country. Right, but again, I mean, there's nothing more unifying than a common enemy. So if white people have been that common enemy for so many people, uh, it doesn't. It wouldn't surprise me if people did um, make sure to bring that out against whites. So just so I'm clear, right? Okay. So so if you look at the country, the United States today, mm-hmm. right? Like a majority of people, I would say, probably a. Ma- like a vast majority of people, I don't think they hate white people, right? But you're saying they're going to be more and more brainwashed to hate people, white people more. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're going to be joined by more and more non-white people to hate white people in the future. And like, everybody's just going to be unified about this. I just, I, I guess I, I don't see that ever happening. Well, I mean... No, again, I I feel like we don't see a lot of things that are happening that uh, could happen. Um, But this is not really a chance I am wanting to take. And again, we're bringing in so many groups of people. We're just constantly pushing um, the narrative of how bad white people are. And we're just putting that in their heads. And it's raising a lot of like um, anger and resentment towards white people. But why wouldn't you fight those things instead, right? So I can grant you all that. No, I agree. We should. Yes. But but, sure. but, But so it sounds to me like you've given up, right? You're you're basically accepting. I'm a little bit black pilled. I'm a little bit black pilled. I'm not gonna lie. Um, yeah, well, Why do you want to live like that? Why do you want to live like that? Is that a way to live? Is that a way to live? Like to be completely no, black pilled and I say, "Listen, everything I, I, is I lost. Well, I, everything I can do is live with my family in a fucking bunker for the rest of my life." Like, is, is that really? Yeah. 
<laughs> I could go for. Have you seen those? Um, uh, what are they? The top. Oh God, what is it called? It's um, those luxury bunkers. That's where to go. <laughs> like those look good. No, it, yeah, it sucks being um, blackpilled on this stuff, but this is um, the issue. Like I know that these problems are real, and these are concerns that I think a lot of people should. Uh, they should, they need to face uh, having the proper solutions on what you can do. Cause I don't feel like there's a lot you can do. And it's scary that when you have so many white people also pushing against some of these things. And I think that they need to wake up and realize like you're, this is going to backfire on you and you better like stop like pushing the anti-white stuff, start um, like pushing the fact that you should be able to fight for your own self-interest. And it's not a hate it's not a hateful thing. Like I don't hate anybody. I have no hate for anybody. Um, I'm just worried about what's going to happen if we don't kind of uh, counter this um, that's being pushed. Can I give you some advice, Brittany? Yes. I think the best way to address all of your concerns, and I've listened to them today. I, I hope, I hope you feel like I've listened to your concerns. Yeah, no. yeah. Um, I think the best way to address those is to number one, push for economic solutions to redistribute more wealth so that people aren't as poor um, in, in like many of these neighborhoods that commit crime that we both agree, right, are like these poor neighborhoods. Number two, I would say push for more progressive views on race in terms of like not actually being uh, like hateful towards like white people or like people of any race, like just be more accepting of like any kind of race of people, like try and combat racism. And number three, I think you need to bond together with people who agree with you because I think there are many people who agree with you, right? Especially online as well, that we shouldn't hate white people for being white. I think if you actually talk to like most progressives and you have a like a normal chat like face to face i think they would actually agree with you right and like they might say some dumb stuff sometimes you can call them out on the dumb stuff you can say hey listen is this a good thing to say really like do we want to go like oh we should do mayo side or whatever i think they would probably agree yeah but again like you even attempt to do that stuff i mean i never came from like a bad place when i started to address some of these concerns and i started to bring it um bring okay. them up and I was completely ostracized. We lost our YouTube channel. We, um, we got, I got a lot of shit. The second I started to, I mean, I was just kind of, you know, it was new and fresh to me, these, these thoughts. And I was worried. And the second I started to talk about it, people freaked out. Like you can't, it's like, they want to live. Lefties want to live in this ideal world. They, they wish it could be like, and it just, it's not, that's not reality. And if you point it out, then you're a bad person. And it's kind of sucks that you can't talk about things if they're real, because okay. you're just going to be a bad person if you if you say say these do things. You, We've got to jump think... into the Q and A. If you want, sure. to, let's see who did start. Uh, Brittany, you're the first word. Brittany. Right? Then what? Dario will give you a short response, just in keeping with uh, giving you the last word technically before the Q and A, a short and pithy one, and then we got to go to the Q and A. Um. We can go to the Q&A if you want. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Jump again. Thanks for your questions, folks. Want to let you know our guests are linked in the description. If you want to hear more, you certainly can by clicking on those links, including at the podcast. Ozzy and Talks says, quote, give me your poor, your tired, your hurdled masses, yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send these, the homeless, tempest-tossed to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. 
freedom is American. I think they're coming from a pro-immigration stance, Brittany. I don't know if you want to respond, given that it's more of a quote. I think that was probably just a super chat for you. (laughs) Joe Schwartz says, what is your favorite South Park episode? They'll come back to that one. Did you have one? Wait, who was that too? Both of you. Oh, um, the, only, the only one that comes to mind for me is like the one with the game show uh, where it says what's your worst kind of people and it's like N and then like nothing and then it's like yeah if you know it you know it yeah, this one coming in from Brandon Hansen says Dario were the founding fathers wrong to limit immigration to only white people were they wrong to write that the country shouldn't interact with foreign countries why not go back to how it started I don't know. I don't listen to old dead people generally. <laughs> this one from Kwani Upstate says, does Brittany think she can make valid assumptions regarding someone's character or background based on their skin color or ethnic background? Um, I wish I couldn't, but, and I am able to like separate people from, you know, the group groups of people, but I think that stereotypes and things, they don't just come out of thin air. They do come from something. So, um, I think there are certain groups of people that do tend to commit more crime. I do think that there are certain groups that tend to be more violent. And, um, when you see those kinds of things happening, uh, again, I'm just not sure what you do about it, but I don't think it's like a crazy thing to not want to bring in more of those type of people. You got it, Anne. Thank you very much for your question. This one coming in from Stephen Steen says we should allow unlimited non-white immigrants. And Jonathan Dow says, is lethal force immigration enforcement warranted? Who is that to? I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure what the question So should you I think enforce they're immig- immigration enforcement that in some cases will be lethal with those that are trying to sneak into the country? Is that justified? Well, I mean, depends on who's trying to sneak into the country, I guess. If it's like a serial killer who you've already rejected or whatever, I mean, just yes, sometimes, I guess. I mean, I think most laws probably need like at least a threat of legality or whatever. But I think just for like random people who are like legally already in the country or whatever. No, I think that's that's dumb. Uh, I think. Yeah. Brittany. Say that one more time. Is lethal force immigration enforcement warranted? Is lethal forced immigration warranted? What do you mean by that? So if someone's trying to sneak into the country and let's say those who are trying to keep them out, the authorities, the, you know, the government, uh, is it like justified shooting people if they're that are the trying to come in? Sure. No, no, I don't think, I don't think that, um, you should be killing people that are doing that. I unless they are coming at you first. Like, I mean, I think that that should only be done in self-defense, any kind of lethal anything. This one, Brandon Hansen says, Dario, can you name, in honor of non-white people, can you name three things in your modern life you use every day that were created, innovated by non-white people? I mean, I don't know what you spend your time on, but I don't look up what the fuck, like, who created the stuff I use. I'm sorry. I just, I have better things to do in my life. <laughs> this one from so, Nugget no. Man says, Brittany, just so we are clear, Jewish people are not white, and Dario, Bosnian Muslims are not either. James, it would be interesting to have two white people debating this topic for once. Oh, shush, Nugget Man. <laughs> I saw him in chat before. He's been in our chat. Pipe down. <laughs> I didn't know you're a Muslim. Are you a Muslim, Dario? 
I was raised Muslim. I'm not really? a not a faithful faithful Muslim, unfortunately. Gotcha. I didn't know. Interesting. Okay. Dank Prol says, "Who does Britney think would be most likely to persecute a white passing person with Jewish ancestry, black and brown people, or white people who insist on less immigration of black and brown people?" I don't think that, okay, I mean, again, I don't think that if you're being persecuted for your skin color, I don't think that people are going to automatically know what your ancestry is. So I think that's a, just a ridiculous argument when people try to use the whole, oh, well, like, they might be Jewish type of thing. Um, most people didn't know that I was half Jewish until Reagan week, until I said something. So I don't think anybody would be able to, like, oh, I'm going to go after them because they're Jewish. Like, that's just, stop it. <laughs> This one coming in from, do appreciate your question, Brandon Hansen says, I bet Dario cannot understand what white means when it comes to, quote, positive solidarity among whites. I believe he knows exactly who whites are when it comes to negative designations. Thoughts, Dario? I, I don't have any thought about that, James. I'm sorry. Like, uh, I, I, I guess we don't share a concept of, like, what is white, uh, but I think it's very culturally dependent. And I think the who is considered white today in America has evolved over time greatly. Um, yeah, I, I think that's, that's it's ever-changing. I, I couldn't give you a strong definition. You got it. This one from Lin Yan Chin says, as a space-age-centered Blazian that is looking from the outside, I consider white to be the engineering, let's see, engineering peoples of Central and Northern Euro lineage. Who's this term? Does that mean that if a person is like white looking but they're bad at engineering, they're not white? I don't know. This they, I, I don't know. Who I, it's this for. is some weird question. She's like, where are you getting this from? This one from <laughs> Brandon Hansen says, Dario, you claim to know how crime happens in one sentence, and in the next line, it's your opinion. You you presented as fact, and in the beginning, you said you didn't want to bring up statistics. Hypocrisy. I don't think I've brought up any statistics. I mean, if you have trouble following what I'm saying, uh, maybe you should listen back and maybe like a, at a lower speed. Maybe that's going to help. Uh, what I was talking about, like, why does crime happen? And there are many different answers to why crimes happen. There are many different interpretations as well. Um, many who are valid as well. Like it's, it's a very tough question to answer, like, why does crime happen? But most likely it's not because of skin color, um, if that's what the person is insinuating gotcha and thank you very much for your question coming in from brandon hansen says dario do groups of people deserve self-determination if wanted if yes then you have no argument if no you are a tyrant and should be deposed uh i think i think uh most people deserve uh deserve like self-determination to a degree right so you you shouldn't have self-determination in terms of like uh putting harms like direct harm upon other people, like right? you, you don't have self-determination in terms of like imposing things that break with like um, human rights, like fundamental human rights. But I think apart from that, yeah, you should be able to do whatever you want with whoever you want, wherever you want. This one coming in from Lin Yan Chin says, it isn't about what you look like so much as your proclivity for peace, decency, and innovation. Thanks for that. And Brandon Hansen says, Dario, it's time to move factories from your country to places with cheaper workers and then import the goods they make so it's cheaper for you to buy. Then let's import foreigners to do the service jobs you won't do. Thoughts? Um, 
I, I'm not sure if there was like a question there or whatever. Um, I, like I'm not I'm not against like uh, exporting like sectors of the economy or whatever. I think the best way that the world economy as a whole can grow is if the people who are currently the best at doing whatever job like they're doing are doing those jobs. I think that's the best way we can progress as a as a world. And I'm not as concerned with like specific countries or whatever, um, or specific nations. You got it. This one coming in from Brandon Hansen says, Dario, quote, 99 out of 100 people will lose their jobs to automation, unquote. Then also Dario saying, quote, we need more immigrants to do jobs cheaply so it makes corporations more money, unquote. No, none of those things were quotes from me, so. Gotcha. This one coming in from Bubblegum Gun says, <laughs> who's going to make the robots? Okay, Vosh. I don't know what that, who that's for. Either of you? Maybe that maybe that person is watching like a Bosch debate and was confused in chat or something. I don't know. This one from Brandon Hansen says, import people who who wouldn't get jobs due to automation. Those people then would get on our welfare system. You ever thought this to its conclusion, Dario? Yes. And I explicitly in the debate talked about what the conclusion was. I don't know if the person just missed that or whatever. So the conclusion is that in the future where these things are possible, right? Like great automation, which is going to come through like AI technology, like all these things, right? that is with it going to lead to extreme economic prosperity. You're not going to have the issues of automation in the world of today without also having the positives of automation. That's the point, right? You're going to have the boons and the negatives, but the boons are going to help address the negatives. That's the point. You got it. This one coming in from, do appreciate your question, Ozzy, and talks, making a statement, freedom of movement is a natural right, in all caps, for the natural right. Brittany, what say you? Repeat that? For the love of Pete. Okay, so they say freedom of movement is a natural right. Freedom of movement is a natural... I don't know what they mean by that. I mean, I think they mean to move into the U.S. How do you like them apples, Brett? It's not a natural right. You're very quiet. Is he quiet for you too, Dario? No, James is perfect. It's very quiet for me. Clean your earwax out. All right, next one. Brandon. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. I want to 2v1. 2v1. Both, okay, Brittany, okay. both Brittany <laughs> and Dario are linked in the description. They each have debates on their channels. So if you like debates, I mean, if you're here at Modern Day Debate, you certainly do. And you can find more debates at Brittany's channels linked in the description, as well as in Dario's link, as you guys remember, maybe Dario facing off against JF back in the day. I think I saw that on your channel, Dario. But yes. Anyway, I do appreciate teasing you guys. Brandon Hansen says, "Dario, believe the world will be Star Trek, so people." <laughs> Sorry. Okay, hold on one second. Dario, believe the world will be Star Trek, so therefore we need to let unlimited people into any country they want, because we will have infinite everything. Dario, you are living in a fantasy world. Well, so specifically the fantasy world is the one that Britney is proposing, right? So Britney is proposing the fantasy world where today we're going to have unlimited like automation and like uh, we're going to basically living in like a country where everybody just hates white people. Like that's the fantasy world. And what I'm trying to ad address that with is saying in the future, 
where we will have these technologies that Brittany is describing, we're also going to have the good things that come from these technologies, right? I'm not just saying we're only going to have the bad stuff and then we're just going to forget about the things we're going to gain from that because why would we do automation if it's going to just be bad, right? So what I'm saying is we're going to use the labor power created by automation to make it so that we don't like we can redistribute however much we want, right? We can have Yang's UBI, we can have all these things, all these programs where we basically don't have to care about how many people live in like each kind of country or whatever, because people are not going to have to work for a living in this future that Brittany is describing. This one from Brandon Hansen says, Dario, have minorities in the past been mistreated? If yes, do you think there's any chance they want some revenge for slavery? Would that be justified in your view? I don't I don't think it's borne out that minorities who were mistreated like hundreds of years ago want to have revenge in the way that they want to like make white people slaves or whatever. I don't think there's anything like born out in that. I don't think that's the way that they want it like works i think if you talk to people from these minorities you talk to black people like the average black person or like like the average like native american person right they don't want to destroy white people or like be super like mean to white people or ever like they just want to be able to live prosperously together with like everybody like that's what they want right they, they just don't want to be oppressed in the way that they have been right they don't want to oppress white people they just don't want to be oppressed themselves yeah the, again that's most people, right? And I understand that there are people who go too far and who have opinions that I disagree with, just as Brittany might, right? I just don't think this is a big enough group that's ever going to do anything. And I think most people are reasonable. You got it, Anne. Thank you very much for this one. Coming in from Kwani Upstate. I'm curious to hear your thoughts because I've had people guess, says, what assumptions do the debaters make about James Coons based on his skin color and ethnic background? I'm still mad think, about James fucking telling me to take my earwax out, so he's dead to me right now. <laughs> he's listen, a dead I, man. I don't, I don't know what where James is from, but I just know James is a very handsome man. Okay, I that's kiss ass to the moderator. Yeah, I'm kiss ass. <laughs> don't act like you weren't thinking it. What do you guys? All right, come on, give me like Pacific Islander. Or what do you think? What are you, James? I mean, you're you look white to me. I think James looks way more white to me than Brittany does, for sure. What the hell, man? You're just pulling <laughs> at this point. <laughs> no good. Yeah, I'm just German and Belgian and French. And thanks for your question. Django Greek says for Brittany, what would be the worst part about white people becoming a minority that isn't already happening now? What would be the worst part of uh, white people becoming a minority that isn't happening now? Um racial revenge i mean but there is some racial revenge that is happening in swaths of areas so it is kind of already happening but uh i think it's going to happen a lot worse when whites have no way to um stop it like just really quick before before um because i was um with the whole south africa and i keep i know i keep going back to it but you know with the farmers that are over there they can't like they are being murdered not just murdered but tortured and murdered and they uh, can't even sell their land because the uh, government is like about to take it from them so they're just in this like they're stuck in this like limbo where they are having to live in these dangerous areas um and they can't do anything about it it sucks and i worry that something like that could happen here you got it 
And mm-hmm. let me just see if there are any last questions. They say, Brittany, would you prefer it such that people who are non-white were to be, uh, let's say that they were to travel like to a different country other than the U.S., such that it was only white people left? Would I like for people that are not white to leave the country? Is that what the question is? Uh, essentially, yes. If this channel <laughs> not here tomorrow, folks, you know why. I mean, like... Not by force, but if they wanted to, I'm not going to stop them. (laughs) Juicy, to say the least, want to say, my dear friends, thank you for hanging out with us tonight. Our guests are linked in the description. It has been a true pleasure. Brittany and Dario, you guys, you're always fun. We appreciate you guys hanging out here. Thank you, James. Always enjoy it. And wait, can I just show myself really quick? Because I always forget to. Yeah. Make sure to follow me because we got our YouTube band. So um, we're on Odyssey for our show. And then I have, we're on Twitch right now at Provoke Brittany, but Politically Provoked is where our Auntie Live and um, Odyssey. So you can find us there for debates. Indeed. And those links are in the description right now, folks. One last question coming in from Brandon Hansen. He's coming after you, Dario. He says, Dario. Does your master in computer science give you a superiority complex that makes you think your beliefs are more based in reality than people who experience totally different walks of life? Listen, to anybody who spends just 10 minutes in YouTube or Twitch chat, I get to be, it would be very hard for me to not have a superiority complex because, <laughs> listen, <laughs> that's, that's all I'm going to say. Juicy. We should have a follow up on the um, the automation stuff, Dario. Sure, it's not on stream or anything, but wouldn't mind following up with that. Juicy to say the least. Want to say thanks again to our guests. I'll be right back, folks, with a post credits update, letting you know about Juicy upcoming debates. So stick around for that. I'll be right back in just a moment. And one last thanks to our guests. My dear friends, we do want to say we hope you've had a good time. It has been a true pleasure. I am very excited to have you here. Want to say hello to you in the old chat and also want to let you know, my dear friends, we are pumped you are here. No matter what walk of life you were from, black, white, gay, straight, Christian, atheist, you name it, we are thrilled to have you with us. We want to welcome here and let you know that we are a neutral platform hosting debates on science, religion, and politics. And also want to let you know, my dear friends, we have many juicy debates coming up. So if you haven't yet, hit that subscribe button. Let me give you some examples. This Saturday, I'm excited for this one. This has been a long-awaited debate. 
Dr. Z versus Dr. Giacovic, they're going to be on Modern Day Debate this Saturday morning, debating whether or not there is evidence for God. You don't want to miss it. That's also going to be a charity stream as we are going to be raising for, raising funds for, Worldwide Orphans is the name of the organization. It's been a long day. But want to say, my dear friends, Soldier of Science, thanks for letting me know. It says, you missed my question. You owe me one. Did I really? Sorry about that. Let's see here. Soldier. Man, I don't see it in the list here. Are you sure that you put it in? Unless it was like at the very last minute. I didn't, I don't actually think I saw it. But I do want to say, we're here fulfilling, pursuing, 100% determined to fulfill the vision of providing a neutral platform so that everybody can make their case on a level playing field. We're determined to do that, and we're just getting warmed up, you guys. We're excited. Join us while we're small because we have big aspirations. And I can tell you, you might be wondering, James, what do you mean big aspirations? Like, what have you got planned? Why is there a need for a neutral platform? Because the mainstream media, seriously, it's a joke. You can't trust it for a nonpartisan take they'll have views all right like they'll put views or ideas on there but they're always going to make sure that they can control the way that they're put forward it's not organic and authentic like it is here at modern day debate that's something that we think is special and it should be offered and it absolutely should be a part of youtube in its landscape we want to say thanks for your support dr zayas Thanks for your kind words. Do appreciate that. Brandon Hansen, thanks for being here. It says, thanks for reading my super chats. They were juicy and controversial to be, the, be, be sure. You're right, Brandon. But yes, thank you for them. And Soldier of Science says, you missed my question. You're right. I did see this just now. I think that was like at the very last moment. So I do owe you one for, for that. Let me know. And I will actually read in a future debate. I'll read one as a super chat as I, I did miss that. So want to say though, my dear friends, glad to have you here. Stover, as well as David, and Sade Matish, and Brand Bandito Max, glad you're here. Check my six, happy you were with us. 54321Truth, glad you're here. Jared A, good to see you again. Thanks for your channel support. His in Lowe's, thanks for your being here with us. It's always good to have you. Ted Stryker, glad you are here. And my dear friends, let me tell you, in terms of upcoming debates, we are working on one. We are, we're working on a couple that are seriously going to be quite controversial. As we were excited, I won't tell you who it's with, but we did just confirm. Mr. Girl will be appearing on Modern Day Debate. So, you guys, it is going to be a blast. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be a blast. I am excited for that. And, my dear friends, I've got to tell you, we appreciate your support. We appreciate you being with us. And our vision, as we said, you might be thinking, James, how could you possibly challenge the mainstream media? You've only got 66,000 subscribers. It's true. We are in our infancy. It took Joe Rogan 13 years. It may take us the same amount of time, but we are absolutely determined to continue growing at huge strides as we really do want to provide a neutral platform where people say, hey, this really is a neutral platform for everybody. Everybody gets their fair shot and everybody is treated fairly in terms of being able to talk, for example. And so we are absolutely determined and it might take time, but we are nonetheless determined. I do want to read huge thanks to our amazing level members. Don Fullman, Ozzy and Tox and Scott Mitchell. Thank you guys for being our tier amazing, the amazing tier level for our channel membership. 
We really do appreciate it. Seriously, it means so much. We do have a Patreon. We hardly ever mention this. It is in the description box if you want to check that out. If you want to support the channel that way, there are three different membership levels. One is just you get to watch all of our debates if we ever have, which I'd say it's like we don't have too many, maybe like four a year. This year we might have more like six or something. Uh, where we have a debate where it is in some cases kind of like you have to throw into the Kickstarter or crowdfund. And if you happen to be any membership level for either Patreon or YouTube channel memberships, you get to watch those with no, like you don't have to throw into the crowdfund. You're already kind of like, you're, you've already got your, your watching live capability for those debates. As some of them, like I said, we, we keep them so that only those who support those debates, and oftentimes they're like in-person debates with big names. If you join any of our whether it be Patreon or YouTube membership levels, you get to see those, which is cool. The next level is you can see at the very bottom of the screen, there's a scroll there. And that scroll is at the $5 level for Patreon. That's the next level. And then the $10 level is we have our weekly meetings. And basically it just, when you're, you know, when you're really that invested in the channel, when you're supporting it that much, we actually welcome people to that open meeting where people can give their feedback and say, Hey, you know, this is because we always ask. I always ask at the beginning of the meeting. Does anybody have anything where they're like, hey, you know, I'd kind of like to see this done differently. James, what do you think? Or, you know, James, I've got this feedback for you. And that's something that you'd be able to do if you were at that membership level. Also, thanks for becoming a member. Dan Zamet just joined Extra Juicy. So thanks so much. Seriously, Dan Zamet, that really does mean a lot. We appreciate your support of the channel. And Forward Tribe, good to see you. Richard Amerik, thanks for coming by as well as MyTuber81, thanks for coming by. We're glad you were here. Kevin Jones, glad to have you with us. Brandon Hansen says, I would have liked if you pressed Ario more to answer my questions more enthusiastically, but thanks for reading them anyway. Thanks for saying that. Yeah, I know, I, I get what you mean. We usually kind of let it go. Frankly, I let those go a little bit faster this time just because <laughs> some of these questions I was a little bit nervous about where I'm like, yeah, these are like making me a little nervous about the YouTube TOS, but nonetheless, I think we'll be okay. But that's why I kind of like let them go fast. But we do follow, and as you guys know, we've already, we've always been open about this. We always follow YouTube terms of service. You might be, well, why? Like, screw YouTube. Uh, we don't actually say screw YouTube. The reason is YouTube's helped us grow a huge amount. I mean, one of our videos alone has 4 million impressions. What does that mean? It means that YouTube has recommended our video 4 million times for just that video. Just that video. That's insane. I mean, like, talk about free advertising. Like, so YouTube has helped us grow. It's a platform we do appreciate for those reasons. And so we do follow the terms of service. And I, like I said, I don't think any of your questions uh, violated the terms of service. I wouldn't have read them if I did. But I was just nervous that, like, depending on how the conversation carried out from those, you could say antecedent or... Yeah, basically the, the question as the antecedent, like what might come from that in the discussion of it, I was like, Ugh. but ex-Adventist Frosted Flake, thanks for your kind words. Appreciate your support of Modern Day Debate and Sideshow Nav. Appreciate your support. Thanks so much. Let's see here. Anybody that I had missed, thanks for your kind words. Jared A, that really does mean a lot. Saying James, the best moderator of all time. Let's go. I appreciate that. Seriously, that really does mean a lot. It's encouraging. Dune Bro, thanks for coming by. He says, I love it when it's the, let's see. I can't, I don't want to read anything where the, the guests aren't here to defend themselves, but we're glad you're here, Dune Bro. 
And then Rock in Woodworks, thanks for coming by. Says great work, Mr. Coons. Thanks for your support, seriously. And Localist Magic Magic says, where do I sign up? I don't know if that was about the Patreon. Uh, I just saw that you said that in chat. We do have Patreon linked in the description in case it was. And then Brandon Hansen says, I get YouTube. I get you on the YouTube terms of service. I've been blocked on other channels for lesser chats, so I appreciate all you do and keep it going. Thanks for that support. Seriously, Brandon, that means a lot. We're glad you're here. And General Maximus, thanks for coming by, as well as the Sicka Man. Glad you are with us. Joe the Toe, good to see you again. I've seen you many here, uh, here many a times. But TJ57, thanks for coming by, says, if you believe NASA, you deserve to be fooled. Thanks for that advice, TJ. But yeah, <laughs> we're glad you're here for real, TJ. We're glad you're here. And Richard Amarike, yes, yes, glad you were here. My dear friends, we were excited though. The last time that we did a charity stream, because you can see at the bottom right of your screen, we're excited about the one that we're going to host this Saturday. The last time we did one, we raised $400 for orphans across the world. That's something all of us would agree on. Whether you be black, white, gay, straight, you name it, everybody would agree on the idea that there are people that are less fortunate that we all would agree it is important to help. So you might think, oh, these people in chat, I disagree with them so much. And I don't deny that. You probably do. Nonetheless, remember, you have superordinate goals with them, you could say. Things in common that transcend many of our things that we may disagree on, let's say on politics, such that you want to make the world a better place. We appreciate that you support Modern Day Debate as we try to do that through those charity streams, such as the one coming up this Saturday morning that we're excited about, as well as everybody wants a neutral platform so that everybody can make their case on a level playing field. And we have big things planned for Modern Day Debate. It is going to be a little bit slower this next three and a half weeks or so, it is crazy busy for me. However, starting in April, I am very serious. We are going to be kicking it up a notch. If you think like, oh man, modern day debate is just kind of like, uh, you know, if you're only doing two debates a week, that's like, you know, more than or not as many as expected. Believe me. We have big things planned. And I'm not joking, and I'm not just saying that. I've got a look at this mischievous little look. I may look a little mischievous. You might think I'm just saying it to bluff because I know it's right now. It's a little bit, yeah, it's a little bit slower. You know, two debates a week. People are like, hey, you know, because we used to do them at like sometimes four times a week. Nonetheless, believe me, we are going to be big, bigger, and better and badder starting in April. As like I said, I I don't know if you guys know. So I'm working on my doctorate. And it is like super busy. So for me to prioritize my doctorate, it's absolutely essential. I have to. It's something that if I can't risk not being in the program. And I'm grateful that my advisor and my professors, there's only one professor that didn't, uh, doesn't like the fact that I do the channel. But that's all right. You can't please everybody. But my, my professors have generally been supportive, so I want to give credit where it's due. But that means that I have to put the doctorate first. And so... For the next three and a half weeks, it's a little bit extra busy, but believe me, I'm dead serious. We've got some epic stuff coming up in April. There's going to be some stuff that is going to blow your minds in terms of new guests, new topics, new stuff. Like we are working on reinventing ourselves in ways that you want it more because you basically where you would say, hey, I like the way you're doing things and I like that you're changing it up, shaking things up. 
Thanks for your support, Contrarian420 says, quote, if we don't believe in freedom of expression for people we despise, we don't believe in it at all. Chomsky. I appreciate that so much. I'm even going to copy that and save that in my Google Doc because I really do like that. I like that so much that I'm like, that's perfect. I'm like, we can probably use that sometime at the channel. Now, my dear friends, we do appreciate, I know that some people are controversial. For example, Dario, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if he's quite as controversial. I think Brittany's a little bit more controversial. But nonetheless, we stand by our decision to host, whether it be Dario, Brittany, or a lot of the people we've hosted in the past. We've hosted some way more controversial people than Dario or Brittany, to be honest. We've hosted some people that I've been like, are we sure? You know, like, I want to be sure. And I am sure that we were, you could say, in the right in hosting them. We really do believe in giving everybody a chance to make their case. But I've got to say, yeah, we, we dig our heels in there, and we're not backing down regarding the people we've hosted. This is not your grandma's debate channel. You've been warned. You know what's coming. So prepare yourself mentally, and that way, in case you are looking for a grandma's debate channel, you won't be shocked when you see just how crazy things get around here, because they do sometimes. I am excited, though. I've got to tell you, we have big things coming up. I don't want to just keep battling that, so I... I will tell you one example is we're excited to welcome Mr. Girl to the channel. Uh, he's a provocateur to say the least. That is going to be a juicy one. You don't want to miss it. And so I am excited though, you guys. We've got big stuff coming up and I want to say thanks for your support. And then let's see here. Thanks for your, let's see. Dan Zamet says juicy in all caps. I couldn't agree more. And then Brandon Hansen says, I'm going to make you visibly sweat in the live stream waiting to read my future super chat. Be careful. I'm serious. If it's too juicy, I, I can't read it because that is how, uh, what was the name of the fellow who got banned from YouTube? He's still doing a podcast. He's, he's like super popular. He's got a huge following, but I can't remember his name, but he did get banned from YouTube and we're trying really careful. We're trying really hard to not be banned from YouTube just because they do help us grow a lot and we need all the help we can get. And let's see here. Lin Yenchen says, Doctor of Giant Robots, Monterey Debate. Not quite. It's kind of close. No, it's actually IO psychology. So it's kind of like work psychology, how to motivate employees, prevent burnout, selection, using personality, like cognitive ability, basically intelligence tests uh, to select the best workers for a job, things like that. And Tuss Beatbox, thanks for coming by. Says, love all the work regardless. Looking forward to watching this debate later when I have time. And that's true. If you guys didn't know, we are, Brandon says, just kidding. Thanks for letting me know that, Brandon. But I've got to tell you, my dear friends, we are absolutely excited. We have a podcast. It's been growing well, and we're grateful for that. And you're like, why, James? So you can have a ton of ad revenue from your podcast? There aren't any ads on it. There aren't, for real. I upload that. I upload it maybe two or three times a week, however many debates we have. And we, it's not monetized at all. We don't get any cash from it. We might down the road, to be honest, it's going to be years before we actually put ads in there if we do. But we are excited because people find it useful. Any podcast app that you pull up right now on your phone, because I know statistically they show me in the background on YouTube Creator Studio, many of you watch on your phone. You can open your favorite podcast right now. And if you open it, you just click on the old app. It'll open up and you can search for Modern Day Debate. And you'll find us. And we're excited about that. I do want to encourage you, if you haven't already, start following us or subscribe to us. And that way, I mean, hey, a lot of you have limited data or maybe you get into a place, you know, you're riding the subway or you're, you know, out in the country or whatever it is, or you lose service and you don't have a good data connection. 
That's a pain. You know it is. But if you download the debate via podcast, nothing can stop you. What can stop me? You can listen to the podcast no matter what. Isn't that amazing? So that's one reason I'd say, hey, there's actually a good reason you might as well just look us up on your favorite podcast. And that way, hey, you know, just as backup, you can download it. Doesn't cost you a penny. And as I said, like, we, I don't plan on putting ads on there for years. Like, I, I don't think it's, it could take a long time. Right now, we just want it to be a value to you. We really do hope that it is a value to you. We're excited that it has been growing fast, so it does seem to be a value. And let's see. Uh, Dan Zamet says, who will the opponent for Mr. Girl be? I can't tell yet. There's actually two potential opponents. One is confirmed, and there's a second debate that we are possibly going to host. Heat Shield says, are you thinking about Stefan Molyneux? Now, that would be a good one, but I'm thinking about... No, don't get me wrong. That would be a good one, and I'm actually writing that down just because I think it would be based. However, it's going to be somebody even more controversial than Stefan Molyneux, and I'm not joking. I would say about 10 to 20 times more controversial, and I'm not joking. I'm serious. So, you guys, we've got big stuff. It's coming up. Oh, man. We've got a, just a, a lot of epic stuff. So I am excited, though, you guys. I want to say thanks for all your guys' support. You guys make this fun. I am encouraged by the just the channel. It's It's been so encouraging that you guys have apparently, the, the like, I'm encouraged that the vision, you guys share the vision with us, like we have converged independently, that we both want, we all want, a neutral platform so that everybody can make their case on a level playing field as they discuss the big questions of life and as we get different people from different walks of life talking on Modern Day Debate. So I do want to say, you guys, I'm excited. I'm excited that you guys, apparently, just by the encouraging growth of Modern Day Debate as we try to fulfill that vision, we have seen so much growth and we want to say thank you for that. Thanks for your support. Hit that like button if you haven't already. And I love you guys. I hope you guys are having a great was it Thursday? And Alex, I'm excited to see you guys next time. Thanks for your support, you guys. And stay tuned for a lot of juicy upcoming debates. We'll catch you on the next one, which is Saturday morning. That is going to be this one that you can see right here on screen in the bottom right. You don't want to miss it. But thanks, you guys. I, I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. And we'll see you next time. Amazing. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, 
Did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.